What's up, everyone? I'm Benny Guadarrama. Welcome back to another episode of Founders Party, where I interview rockstar founders about their startups, their mission and vision, and the journey thus far. Today, I'm very excited and very happy to be talking to George Wade, who is the co-founder of Zavero. George, how are you doing today? Yeah, very well. Thank you very much. Yeah, nice to be here, Benny. It's nice to meet you too, and welcome onto the show. I'm glad that uh, you uh, were able to, you know, share a little bit of time with us and talk about what you're building. So, just to get started, for our listeners out there, could you tell us what you are building? What is Zavero? Yeah, of course. So, essentially, Zavero is a platform for companies to measure and monitor their carbon emissions. The key goal in all of this, as well, the kind of secondary part, is is to ultimately give them ways to reduce those emissions as well. So. It's kind of a boring saying at this point for myself. I've heard it so many times, but what gets measured gets reduced. And that does matter a lot. And ultimately for us, building a platform where users can have and companies can have real access into their carbon emissions is we think is pretty fundamental uh, for the next kind of decade or so. Definitely, definitely. As as larger corporations and as small to medium enterprises start noting and taking recognition of how important that is for not only their operations, but for their customers, for their, their team and uh, the society and the environment as a, as a whole is super important. So what would you say, or could you walk me through what the user experience is like? So if a company uh, or a client of yours um, comes to Severo, what does that look like for them? Yeah, sure. Well, I'd say just to start with, it starts with quite a bit of education. The Calculating a company's emissions is quite tricky. And for us, we really start with just understanding what the client knows and what they don't know, because that's a massive impact on, on how we can shape that conversation. There's so much technical jargon. There's so many words that you don't know what they mean. Um, so that's kind of the focus. And then from there, we'd ultimately, if they sign as a client through the platform, onboard them, they'd upload information that they need. We'd have plugins into their kind of account. So let's say we're working with a brewery then we can plug into their kind of purchases. We can find out the hops that they buy, the, the wheat, the barley, as well as anything to do with like the transport from their warehouse to their customer's store um, or, for example, someone's home if it's direct to consumer. But that process looks like a lot of data collection at the beginning, really understanding that business and understanding what things they buy, how they make a product or what they do within their office, and then what happens to that product or that service after it leaves. And that is kind of ultimately how carbon emissions work, but the platform goes through that process of gathering all that information before we can present them with their total emissions, everything they need to know, as well as we'll work with them to build a climate program. So that'll be, we'll go, okay, we know that you can reduce this, this, and this um, because we've worked with a similar client to you and this is what the data tells us. So it's all the way from calculating those emissions, understanding that business, mapping and reporting that as well as the reductions and that continuous monitoring through data flows and and integrations within the platform right on so yeah definitely starting with that education from both sides to figure out how how so they can figure out how you work for them and how they work and you figure out how they can work for you so definitely um and i was reading uh something that you have on your website that while a lot of companies are realizing it's super important for them to start count, like uh, doing their accounting for carbon emissions. Only one in 10 companies know their carbon emissions and 89% of them are measuring that incorrectly. That's wild. 
Yeah, it, it works out if you kind of do the maths a little bit. I guess it's like one percent of companies are doing it right, and one percent of companies, what one percent of companies are doing it right and accurately. So you end up with only one in ten companies even knowing what their environmental footprint is. And and for us, we think that it's going to get to the point where that's like saying only one in ten companies know what their financial record was for the last year, which is kind of crazy. And then you know you only got. 89% of companies are doing it wrong. 89% of companies are fraudulently calculating their tax returns. It's just not something you'd want to see uh, and you would never see. And we think it's going to get to that point where with carbon emissions, it's going to be the same level of accuracy and also 100% market penetration, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because those numbers are are really like, you know, they make you think like, wow. And and it, what, what would you say is so, why has it led to, to those numbers? Like what's, what was wrong with the original model that takes so long for companies to figure this out or they don't do it correctly? What, what, what goes into that? Yeah, I guess there's two parts to that. So there's the, the challenge is, first of all, com- we'll start with why companies don't calculate their emissions. It's because it is quite complex. It does cost you know, a fair amount of money traditionally using uh, consultants, and it takes a lot of time. And if there's no demand to do that and there's not enough data there, then I almost understand why most companies wouldn't want to calculate their emissions. There's enough going on. You can be environmentally conscious in the, you know, without having to calculate your emissions. But what has now happened is we've got technology which, which will allow us to do, you know, automate a lot of processes that were previously really manual. So you now have more companies that can do that. But then also the cost is coming down as you have, you know, more companies like Zavero, but other tools that are out there, that means you don't have to pay, you know, five, 600,000 pounds to a consultant to work on a project for six months. Um, and then the other question is kind of linked, obviously, but is the accuracy is we just have a lot more data. The, the question of carbon emissions is a massive data problem. And there's almost infinite number of things that companies can buy, but there's only a certain amount of data on what is the impact of that decision. So if we buy, you know, you're a brewery and you buy hops from, uh, from Germany or you buy hops from the US, it's really hard to get that information. So there's a lot of estimates, which means there's a lot of inaccuracies. So as we get more data, we're going to get that number of 89% of companies that are doing it inaccurately all the way down to hopefully somewhere, you know, zero to 10%. There's always going to be discrepancies. There's always going to be challenges and assumptions. But I think as long as we're getting as close as we can to the real, the real numbers and ultimately what it means is companies can reduce their emissions and understand the impact of those reductions. That's the, that's the key thing that we need to be focused on, I guess. Definitely. Definitely. And all those, the impacts come in many different forms, whether it's uh, a positive impact on the environment, it's a positive impact on finances uh, during operations or um, also just what, what, what would you say is another one? Like what there, I think, there's like there are those are the two primary reasons of why it's a positive impact. I know I'm missing one. Okay, so like, yeah, sure. Let's let's have a think. Essentially, okay, finances you can actually save money, uh, which is yeah. pretty good because you find inefficiencies. But obviously, positive on environmental uh, and that side of things, and then actually on that financial side of things as well. There's there's a couple of other really good pulls at the moment, and that is talent. People that are potentially our age, Benny, want to work for, you know positive companies that are doing cool stuff and they're really helping the environment. I think that's a massive pull factor for top talent. Right. And then the other thing is 
mean, it's kind of somewhat counterproductive, but if you have a more green products, you're going to sell more of those products, you know, compared to your competitor, people want to pay extra for good environmentally friendly products. So you can actually have it as a positive re return on investment, as well as potentially saving money as well by doing it and finding inefficiencies. So it's a win-win basically. Why would you not do it at this point? Right. Right. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, Companies, companies need to start doing this now. That's what I'm going to say. They need to start going to Severo and start taking this a lot more seriously, for sure. Um, and also looking at your website, by the way, everyone, I suggest everyone head to severo.earth. They have a bunch of nice blogs there that are super simple to read, informative, and they teach you a lot about what they're trying to do and a lot that goes into it. So go, go check their website out. Super cool. It'll be in the show description. But on, in one of your blogs, you talk about um, there's scope one, scope two, and scope three, uh, carbon emission counting. And I kind of get an idea that scope one is your direct operations, everything that goes directly to your business. And then two and three are where they gets a little bit more tricky. It's uh, They're both indirect, but they're different ways. Could you explain maybe briefly to what that yeah, means? To the absolutely. Great question. This is one of the hardest things that getting this across. Um, we have... And essentially, as you mentioned, scope one is direct emissions. So we put it as anything that has an exhaust, essentially, that puts fumes directly into the atmosphere. So if that's a company vehicle that produces fumes that go directly into the atmosphere, if it's petrol or diesel. And then you also have company gas. So if you burn gas on site, we work with a lot of breweries, it will be gas burned to heat the, uh, heat the system. Scope two is practically just electricity. There is also heat and steam, but that one's an easy one. And then scope three is quite literally everything else. And the way that is categorized is kind of in upstream and downstream. So easiest way to think is everything that comes into your business, whether that's how your employees get to work, the business travel, the goods that you, if you, you know, let's take the example again of, of a beer, just because it's useful in this case, it's all of the malt, the barley, the water, the cans, the cardboard that comes into making that beer is all your scope three. Um, then you have actually the production of the beer is your scope one and two. And then downstream scope three will be the delivery from your brewery to your customers, as well as what happens when you put that can of beer or whatever product it is into the bin. Those sorts of emissions, all of that is calculated in that process. But ultimately, it means that scope three is massive. It's really hard to to, to calculate and it accounts for around let's say anywhere from like 60 to 90 percent of your emissions so the fact that we've almost never been doing scope three is uh kind of not scary necessarily but companies that don't calculate it are really just taking parts of their business that they want to measure and ignoring the bits that are actually important um so hopefully that summarizes scope one two three a little bit but don't worry it's complex. We have a really good blog on it on our website. So maybe check that out for any more information as well. Yep. Yep. Definitely check it out. Um, but I think you explained it uh, pretty clearly. Um, and you're right. I think companies need to start focusing on, on the harder parts of, of solving these issues. I think it's easy and it definitely, like you can't blame them, you know, to go strictly for something that's easy to solve um, and, and reach, you know, a milestone and it, they feel accomplished that way. But uh, it's the harder ones, like you said, like scope three that are really making the impact. Um, and so can you tell me a little bit about maybe why you started Zavero? Um, what's the origin story behind your company? Yeah, uh, very much so. So 
essentially I was working in a waste circular economy kind of startup. And we were trying to solve the issue of more efficient waste collections and trying to stop people throwing so much in the bin. And if they were throwing it in the bin, making sure it was going in the correct bin or the best bin environmentally. And I realized that that's a really difficult way to make change because you are dealing with something at the end of a process. And then I started working on projects with universities on calculating their carbon emissions and kind of all the way through to like regional projects in the UK. And I realized that if companies actually want to take action, it needs to start at the beginning and that they need to understand their entire carbon footprint rather than just like one small element of that. So I, I called Ben, who was my best mate at uni. It was his cousin. And I was like, hey, you're working as a carbon consultant. Am I doing this wrong? Because I don't have the tools and businesses are saying they don't know what to do. Am I doing it wrong? Or is that just the industry? And he said, no, that's the problem. This is what I'm trying to do to fix it. And I said, sounds good. Let's work on it together. And then ultimately, it was born from the idea that we think that companies should have better tools to be able to take climate action and to be able to understand what, what to do to reduce their emissions. Um, and more broadly, just to ultimately, our kind of key goal and vision and what we're trying to do is make carbon emissions factored into every business decision. So that way you can truly kind of incorporate environmental as much as financial uh as well i think that's that's kind of why we started it and what we're trying to do and i mean that's pretty cool if you ask me yeah yeah i i, I it is cool i will tell you that it's super cool it's fascinating it's obviously a big problem and you're going about it and you're going you're, you're making a way to solve it which is awesome um and what would you say perhaps maybe an average day looks like to you, an average work day? It's kind of hard. I always ask this question and it's hard to describe an average work day for a startup founder. But, you know, when you wake up in the morning, how do you operate? It's pretty much like, what, what do you know what to work on? How do you know what, what you need to work on? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, well, first of all, it's fantastic having a co-founder in all of this because it's somebody else that you can kind of work with together for that common goal. Um, so, that helps me structure my time. But ultimately, workday starts, you know, get into the office at 8.30, 9 o'clock, crack on, stand up with the team, with the devs, and, and kind of just make sure everything's going along well. Um, it really changes, as, as you can kind of imagine. So trying to, I think the, the biggest challenge is probably trying to block out time to just get work done. And there's so many things that can kind of distract you from opportunities that, maybe are not the right opportunity through to you know anything that you can kind of find a, a distraction for that you think might help the company in the short term and you're like oh that's a really cool avenue to pursue um i think for me it's it's really just finding some time to knuckle down and crack on with some work and that that's where i'm trying to structure my day a little bit more around now and really block out those times of of deep work almost um but yeah leave the office on a, on a good day. I mean, it's half past six in the UK now and I've got a few more hours work, but you know, it's, it's, it's fun. The long days are, are kind of worth it. And you know, when you enjoy what you do, I guess it helps Definitely. the social element. You don't miss cause you're working on something cool with cool people all the time. So yeah, yes. it's yes, really exactly. varied. 
you're you're a missionary that's why you're you're going after you love it you're you're in it for the right reasons and and that's why it's you you enjoy the process of of building zavero for sure um and it helps obviously though always have that co-founder right next to you to give you support and in every way and to also uh keep each other accountable when it comes to building and yeah. so um what would you say it, it's obvious um your company is very passionate about helping uh, businesses, uh, you know, uh, uh, track their carbon emissions, uh, make their operations more efficient, and also just make a lasting impact that is positive for for every stakeholder. Um, but what would you say is the vision for Zavero? So, ten years into the future, where would you like to see your company, and where would you like to see the world? Yeah, well, I, I would very much like to see the world with 50% less emissions per year than we currently have. Uh, that is kind of on the route to net zero. We need to cut those emissions in half in the next 10 years. So I, I would quite like to, us to play a part in that. And whether that's you know putting the numbers on the millions of tons that will help companies remove from their supply chains um, or not, I think, again, I've kind of touched on it as well, is our vision is really to have companies to have the tools to put climate into their decision-making process. So that can be that if someone wants to open a new facility for a warehouse or they want to do, they, they're thinking about any strategic task. It's not just how much is that going to cost? What's the timeline look like? But it's okay, well, what's our, what does that impact our carbon budget? And for us, we're seeing that with clients in the creative industries who are you know, going fully remote maybe, but then they're having to fly 10 people to New York every month for a shoot. And they realize that actually maybe we can't have a fully distributed team. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of being able to answer those questions that people have always had of what is better for the environment and is this the right decision? I think that's what kind of my vision and our vision for the company is to be able to be that provider of solutions for companies. Uh, right, definitely. Yeah, using the data from their environmental impact instead of just focusing on the costs. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that's important. And it was, uh, I think it mentioned on your website as well, that traveling was, was the biggest, you know, usually the biggest reason of why companies are, you know, increasing their carbon emission. It was because of so much travel. Uh, yeah. Well, just on that, it does change like from, uh, from company to company, but we work with quite a few people in the creative industry and yeah, like 85% of their emissions from one of our clients is from flying. So that's both good and bad because it means at least we know how to reduce those emissions, mm -hmm. but it just shows that potentially we're trying, we're flying too much. Um, but again, it's fantastic because now they can understand why, maybe why they only need to do one meeting a month in New York instead of, instead of two or three. Uh, so, right. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And going into one of my final questions, uh, what's maybe an ask that you have for the Founders Party community, the listeners? Um, are you hiring? Are you fundraising? Are, are you looking for any type of support? Uh, and what way could they, could they try and help you? Yeah, sure. I mean, as kind of uh, probably anyone that's running a startup here, fundraising and hiring you're always looking for good people and we are always hiring for people that are passionate about trying to help solve climate change and really give companies the answer so especially on the software side of things as well there's so many opportunities to be able to use code and essentially use the skills that that we have for good um and then yeah we're currently 
raising uh, a seed round at the moment. So that's, that's going well. It's all exciting. But if there's any other introductions, then by all means, that's a, that's a cool thing for people to do. But yeah, I would just, I would kind of ask people to just learn about climate really. Um, whether it's through the Zavira website, we're about to launch a like climate hub. So that will be resources for people to actually understand everything they know about climate, whether that's what is net zero through to what are carbon offsets. Um, and then, yeah, I think just kind of learn and I'm, I'd love to speak to people about this. If people are wanting to make the move into climate tech, uh, for in any role, whether that's data science, et cetera. Um, even if it's just, just kind of talk about the way, it, where the system is and, and what we need to do. I think that'd be really cool to have those conversations with people. Great. Great. And, and, and in what ways can people reach you, stay involved, learn more? Are you, you know, how can people find you and reach you? Are you on social media or what's the best? Yeah, sure. So on, uh, personally, probably, uh, LinkedIn, but I mean, my email is george at zero the earth. So it's pretty simple. Um, by all means fire an email across, but yeah, we, we kind of stay a little bit of information on the website and like a few posts on Instagram, mainly just educational kind of content to help our brands and our customers understand climate change in a little bit of an easier way than a 300 page report. Why not do a four page uh, Instagram post? Um, but yeah, Instagram is zavira.earth. My personal email is george at zavira.earth and our email, uh, our website is evidently also zavira.earth. So yeah, any, any way to, to reach out, then you'll find us. Cool. Right on. They're not hard to find. They're not hard to find. Sweet. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk about what you're working on. Um, I'm, I'm very glad that you're you're helping businesses, you're helping the world. And uh, I wish you all the best while you keep building this for sure. Yeah, cool. Thank you very much, Benny. And nice to meet you. And it's, it's been fun. Yes. Yeah, nice to meet you. Awesome.